0: welcome one welcome all to a new episode of modern day atheism it is august 9th 2019 remember that this podcast goes out on google play uh uh uh, itunes something called stitcher which i i believe it or not i still haven't checked out and confirmed it exists uh spotify and of course it is live streamed out now on friday nights on YouTube. Thank you all so much for joining. We're going to talk about a couple of things here before we jump into the actual voicemails. I kind of want to review a little bit uh, what what has been going on in this last week. Uh, uh, and because it, it has just been such a week, the I, I know that mass shootings aren't new. I know that we've had lots of them in the United States. I know that, uh, uh, in a weird way, it's strange that I haven't gotten used to them. Uh, But we did have, obviously, last weekend two on the same day, and now we are trying to once again push for conversations uh, that aren't actually happening. Uh, As far as things go, obviously over on Mr. Atheist, uh, I, I try and contain things more to related to religion or the impact religion has uh, related to atheism, secular humanism, things of that nature. Uh, in this case, we talked a little bit. I did an episode on thoughts and prayers, which is is something that is just beginning to annoy the the living. I mean, it actually always has annoyed me. But again, the the false activism, the I did something because I thought and I prayed. I did something that I can do from my toilet. Uh, I did something that can be done while pooping and now I'm a part of the solution. Uh, and and sort of just that whole, I really, really like to get to a place where thoughts and prayers, they can happen. And and people should be thinking about it. The thoughts part, I get. Expressing and wanting credit for having do, done something, uh, uh, <laughs> In a weird way it's almost strange that any non-public figure expresses that ever. It's also condescending and douchey when pol- politicians express that and it's like whoa you are the people who actually have the power to go out and do something. I don't care about your thoughts and prayers. Let's get a tweet about what you're going to do about it. Let's get a tweet about how you're going to make this problem better. Uh, as far as the non-public figures go, I don't know. It, 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 to me, it's I guess just strange. Like uh, uh, I, I want those conversations to be have, happening by non-public figures, but people who just just are like, "Oh my goodness, something tragic happened." I need to make sure everyone remembers I'm here and and runs and just puts something like my thoughts and prayers with the victims of like, "You did it from your toilet. What what better is the universe that you did it at all?" And with politicians, sometimes I think it makes the universe actually worse. Um, Also over on my other channel, Jimmy Snow, What Do You Know? Uh, Which uh, if you haven't subscribed, you definitely should. Multiple posts a day, Monday through Friday. Um, Most of the time recorded that day uh, due to some scheduling around some medical stuff this week. uh, There was definitely, uh, I I think people probably caught it by what shirts I was wearing, but there might've been a day where I made all of the videos for two days. So anyway, most, most of the videos are on the same day, a lot of times reacting to stuff that just happened. Um, I talked about today over there that there was a report coming out from a few different source, sources. I know, I think I first saw it on CNN. Uh, BuzzFeed picked it up, and, and then some other people picked it up after that. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't read a bunch of BuzzFeed. I just know I saw that they had covered it. Uh, but that backpack sales bulletproof backpacks have gone up two to three hundred percent because that's what americans do we just throw capitalism at every problem you know what i'm not even say they're saying that there isn't a solution somewhere in capitalism that people couldn't innovate our ways out of this like i don't know giant tesla and elon musk why don't you invent like a giant gun magnet that'd be good that would That would work really well. it just detects when it's a gun and pulls that out. I'm not saying that it's impossible that the free market couldn't come out with good solutions, but the symbol the symbolism and I'll, and I talk more about this in the episode so go watch that I don't want to give re- people reason not to go watch it, but the symbolism of 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 a bulletproof backpack to me is we accept this we accept this as our reality uh, as our reality. We accept that the gun culture is not going to get better and not only do we accept it, we now expect it. I'm going to uh, uh, I'm gonna put body protection on my child when I send them to school. I expect them to get shot at, and I'd rather they have a few broken ribs than uh, be dead. Now that, of course, is only if it hits the backpack and nothing else, um, and bulletproof vests with a high-caliber enough round, uh, uh, you, you'll still break a rib. But it's better than dying, as far as I can tell. Uh, I've grown I've grown very fond of living. It's basically the only thing I do Um, Yeah, Uh, I guess the other thing that stuck out from this week is we are once again Vamping up the rhetoric around video games that video games are the reason why uh, uh, Gun violence is happening. I don't know if you all saw that one of the makers of Call of Duty issued a, an apology letter, uh, apologizing for causing World War II, basically kind of pointing out, no, violence has been in this world. We've, we're making it easier for those people who want to be violent to by themselves, without an army, be able to do, uh, uh, be able to get a kill count high enough that they feel good, that they hit a, they hit a kill count that usually you'd have to go to war at the very least, to get even close to. Um, also, I did a video from Columbine talking about gun violence. Uh, I actually live not very far from Columbine and I just decided that going to that memorial here 20 years later with a list of all of the things we've accomplished, which is nothing, we've, we, it's actually gun laws and federal regulations on guns are actually more lax today than they were on April 20th, 1999, which is the date of the Columbine shooting. So I don't know if you can all tell, uh, uh, especially with the concentration and, and high amount of posting I made about it this week. I really have been really kind of just angry and pissed off and upset by, by what, rea- what our reality now apparently has to be. And Bulletproof Backpacks is apparently one of them. It's, it's just, it's all bananas to me. So that's where, uh, that's where I've been at. That's where my headspace has been at. So I wanted to do something today to kind of distract a little bit from it, try and enjoy myself a little more. I did that a little bit midweek on dear Mr. Atheist. I, I don't know that I'd call this enjoyable. You know, those people that are just so dreadful. It's kind of, I kind of, I kind of like criticizing them, fighting them, fighting the content they're putting out. I should say more. Well, uh, uh, Lori, Lori from God is not God is Gray. Woo. Big difference. Brenda, I am so sorry. Lori from the transformed wife, rather, the polar opposite of God is Gray. Uh, Lori from the transformed wife made a video about why she hates birth control. And that's the word she actually uses. I hate birth control. Uh, And in it includes that before birth control, women used to know their place, which is to have a family and lots of babies and encourage big families eight to nine kids that kind of thing it was a whole mess so those are all the things that uh uh, if you want to pull up the channel later or whatever those are the things you missed over on dear mr atheist and jimmy snow what do you know but uh there's there were some other topics we covered over on jimmy snow what do you know not everything was gun related um but that was a recurring theme this week because it's been so much on my mind. And the worst thing is the worst, the, the honest worst thing is what do we have a, a month, two months before I'll have another week like that where I'm going to be talking about gun violence again, because some giant massacre happens. We don't, we don't even have hours till the next mass shooting in the United States. There have been more mass shootings this year than days. So we don't even have hours until we hit that. Uh, but as far as, as, these bigger massacres that make public news, that take on national attention, that we treat the same way as, uh, uh, as far as the news is concerned, they treat it like celebrity deaths or tornadoes or, or major natural disasters. They sensationalize it in the same way. We'll be back here, we'll be back here before, you know, I hope I hope it's at least two months, I hope. Who knows if we'll even make it all the way through August. That's how bad things have gotten. Uh, let's move on. We're going to do, uh, the voicemail Q and A tonight. Thank you for everybody for calling. I got to tell you, I learned a few things from this. One, there are many of you who have no concept of 30 seconds (laughs) of what 30 seconds feels like, which is okay. Not everyone has an internal clock that, uh, they can kind of sense that. But, um, there were definitely a couple of voicemails where like, well, I think I'm probably at the end of my 30 seconds. And you're like, yo, you're at like 90 seconds right now. Uh, but, for the sake of trying to get through as many of these as possible, uh, the person I had screen, I did tell them, if it's a little bit more than 30 seconds, that's fine, especially if the topic seems good. Uh, I didn't want to hear the. the I, I actually did hear a couple ahead of times this time uh, because it was like, a, "Hey, is this one? Is this one above board?" But. Uh, the ones over 30 seconds I will listen to later. In general, if you're calling me on my other voicemail line for these kinds of live shows where I prompt you hours ahead of time, that's actually a different phone number. I have a 24-7 voicemail you can call me at one uh, Jim Snow, one 1-833-546-7669. Uh, and that it's toll free. Uh, obviously, if you are calling international, uh, rates might apply. But... Uh, uh, that is on all the time. Same thing though, that one actually has a hard two minute timer where it'll cut you off but um, don't get that far. Like imagine all the amount of content I put out, all of the things I'm working in a day, consider how many voicemails uh, are being left and if everyone left two minutes there wouldn't actually be enough time in the day to go through all of the voicemails I receive. So the shorter, the better, and the better the chance I will be able to see them. Also, if you attempt to speak a little clearer uh, when you leave the voicemails, it has a transcription service uh, in, on my voicemail too. So that, that helps a lot. Uh, we will start here with the first voicemail.
1: Hi, Mr. Asius. my name is Yumi, and I would like to know what you think about Wicca and Paganism. Thank you, love from Japan.
0: Love from Japan, that's amazing. Uh, well, first of all, let me say that I love Japan. Uh, it is one of the places I very, very much want to visit one day, I have not yet, uh, I would like to go to Japan. I, I really love technology and the, the fact of the matter is, is if you go to like some of their uh, like consumer electronic shows in Tokyo and stuff, they always have the coolest stuff. <clears throat> there's all the robots and the things and the, yeah, I don't know, I, uh, but there's also a lot about uh, Japan culturally, that I like some things to some things aren 't great there but but uh, a lot of things are are very good um, so uh, Wicca and paganism, I feel similar about Wicca and paganism as I feel about any religion. if you are using it as a basis to treat other people like shit uh, then i don 't like it if you aren 't and you are a good person and you treat other people well i don 't much care uh, I do think that <sighs> There is, some, there is some conversation to be had about the way people might be hurting themselves, even if they're outwardly a very nice person. If, in fact, it is the case that these religions or spiritualities are false or their understanding of why things seem that way are false, there is a conversation to be had about what kind of damage a person does by chasing that as though it is reality, because then we are talking about a state of delusion, uh, uh, and we could have that conversation. But I will tell you, uh, I've met a lot of Wiccans and Pagans now because of this channel. Most of them are are amazing people. Not even all of them are theistic. Uh, many of them are also atheists. I am aware of specific branches of um, of both that aren't great, but I haven't had to come across them myself. Specifically, uh, uh, pagan bran- uh, branches is such a weird word to use for it because it's not it's not as organized as like churches and like Christianity and stuff, but there, is, um, there are certainly white supremacists out there who use types of paganism to justify what a piece of shit they are. So that's how I find, but I, yeah, I find that, I mean, I like nice Christians too. Like that's kind of, uh, as, I, as I've placed it before, and you can, you can replace the word God with any supernatural thing. I don't much care if you believe in God. I don't much care if you believe in magic. I don't much care if you believe in God's I don't, I don't, I don't care if you believe in aliens or whatever uh, as far as like aliens who have interacted with us. I think it's likely that there is life out in the universe besides us, but uh, uh, I think it's extremely unlikely that any of us, the universe is so massive that even with substantial odds of life that don't seem to be present, the the universe is still too large for us to uh, likely ever run into each other. But uh, uh, whatever you believe in, if it's something supernatural, I don't much care, as long as you treat other people well. There are still conversations and debates I will have with people who are in those situations, and because I I value for myself truth above all else, and I think a lot of people value truth above all else too, uh, that doesn't mean I won't have conflict or discussions. like. Uh, uh, we don't do it much on air, but Brenda and I, we've had our little bit of debates. Uh, God is gray, this time the right God is gray. Um, uh, we've, uh, we've had, it's never gotten too heated, we just like each other too much. But um, there are definitely people with which I have had major disagreements with, who I still like and respect as people, and then there are people I've had minor disagreements with. Uh, uh, Ocean Keltoy is one of my favorite people in the world. He has a channel here on YouTube. He is a polytheist, um, uh, and we've had significant disagreements on faith and what faith means and the application of faith. So things of that nature. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one.
1: I'm just calling because basically my family has sort of pushed me to this now that I've come out as non-binary. And uh, they basically are like, well, you don't have to... Be non binary while you're at our house, just let it go so that we can have a happy family. And I don't
0: really know. How
1: to react. Okay, so well, I want to be able oh. to be happy with them because I do love them, but at the same time, I feel like it's wrong that I have to hide my identity. What should I yeah. do? Um,
0: so, a few things on this one. Uh, first of all, you have to have some lines in the sand where you say this far is too far uh and and you have to try and have those conversations however it's not that simple i have a family or i come from a family that was very much a you will believe what we tell you to believe and you will live the way we tell you to live as long as you are under our roof uh which also meant that if you didn't want to do that after you turned 18 you had to move out pretty much immediately uh because that those were the conditions. As long as you're under our roof, you'll either actually believe this or live exactly like you believe this. Um, What I would recommend, and what I wish I had done in the past, is introduced mediation, essentially. Uh, And this is something that I recommend to people all the time now. If it's a therapist, if it's somebody uh, that your family trusts, whatever. Uh, and especially a therapist can be a great person to involve, especially then you if you take them to their third party location uh, and they feel like not so much of the this is my castle, my home, my rules. Now you feel like you're having a conversation and you're involving a person uh, upon uh, who there is almost that social expectation of you right now have to actually have this conversation and not just filibuster it. Um, so I would recommend let's have that conversation, have somebody there who can vouch for you, preferably somebody they respect or somebody they know if possible, can vouch for you and vouch for how important that this thing is to you, that this is an ident that this is your identity, that as far as the you don't have to be non-binary while you're here, you can just make the family happy. The family should be happy with you being you. Unless you go around and start punching them, everybody in the face every time you see them, unless you're doing active harm to them, you trying to figure out who you are should not infringe on anybody's happiness. Uh, so I, I highly, highly recommend that you, um, that you, if you can, find some mediation. Uh, a school counselor, if, if you have to resort to that. And you might be able to do it in the form of like, hey, I'm trying to figure out this gender and identity stuff. Uh, uh, Can you help me get a therapist so that they actually participate in that choice? Of course, if they try to take you to a religious therapist or one that's going to try and and push you away from your non-binary identity, that is going to do more harm, so uh, uh, you'd know the situation in that. You know the situation better than I do, so you could judge for yourself on, on whether or not that would be worth a go on to the next.
1: Hi, whenever I am arguing with a Christian or debating about atheism, I feel like I always need to give a reason for my atheism that regards how Christianity has personally affected me rather than the simple fact that I just don't believe in a God. Is there any way that I can good, is there any good points I can get that to help me do this without outing myself to people or without sort of, making me a victim, rather than I got just... It. I, I I don't know how to phrase this. I'd prefer points that aren't about me being personally offended.
0: Yeah, um, that was another longer voicemail, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, uh, this is something that Christians also kind of... Not just Christians, but obviously these are the people that we're interacting with the most. Um, and basically especially those people who are so dogmatic, they want to condescend to you. They want to make it about that you were personally offended. If you remember Paul and Morgan in their response, Morgan responded in a—gave an apology on behalf of whatever religion, uh, whatever a person at church did to me to offend me, or or whatever— thing that happened. She doesn't believe that my disbelief in God could be genuine. She doesn't know my life. She doesn't know that my uh, uh, the life I lived as a religious person was much, much worse than the life I live now. Uh, and so they want, they want to make it that that's what that's about, that there can be no valid reason to even doubt the existence of God. So what I would recommend when you're having those conversation isn't trying to come to, you're not going to satisfy them, especially in one conversation. I think to some degree, I've actually pulled this off with my parents, but it took years. You're not going to go, you're not going to satisfy them with an answer where they go, no, this person does have an honest disbelief in God. I was wrong. You know, it's not about blah, blah, blah. That's, that's hard to do, but there is a way to get to it kind of quickly. So one thing I always recommend people do is Ask questions more than you're asserting anything. Don't, don't let yourself get into the position of, oh, I have to justify everything and every, every obscure tiny little question they want to count it for. I have to give some magical reasoning. Uh, and there is even, they, they think that if we say, I don't know, for example, we've now lost because they think that they having an answer of any kind is better than no answer. Whereas we're not afraid of, I don't know. Why are, why are people... Uh, 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 why are people gay, for example? That's something we still don't know everything about. No, ContraPoints made an amazing video about this, actually about non-binary identities and and what makes them valid, uh, what makes them real and, and such, and and kind of pointed out, like, we all know now that these other sexual orientations are out there. We know aspects of it. We know little things that that are parts of it. We know uh, certain genetic things that might indicate it, but there is no formula that is perfect that says we can take your blood or your DNA and predict whether or not you're going to be, uh, uh, have a non-heterosexual orientation. And I'm not afraid of I don't knows. I'm not afraid of admitting things like that. I'm not afraid to say I I don't prefer just an answer that somebody else is vouching for. I don't prefer just to hear some answer, I want the right answers. And when there is no right answer, I wanna leave it at I don't know. So if you're asking more questions, not necessarily to put them on the defensive, one thing that can be really, really useful in um, at least bringing them to your level of, we all live life with a bunch of uncertainty and the fact that you think you are so sure that your uh, outlook on the secrets of the universe is more correct than mine, to get them down to the position of, okay, maybe not, I recommend things like street epistemology. I don't like the overuse of street epistemology. I think that there are some people who start to sound a little bit like missionaries when they go a little too far with it. Uh, But if you stick to the basics, the rules, you're not trying to hold them past too long. Once you get them to admit things like sure, faith actually isn't a reasonable pathway to church, uh, uh, church, to truth. It is a pathway to church, not to truth. Uh, Once you get them to admit those things, if you're trying to then hold them there and hit them over the head with the fact that they admitted that, uh, that's not a good thing. So I recommend Anthony Magnabosco has a YouTube series about it, and you'll actually see him interview people. And sometimes they are for five minutes and sometimes 20 minutes. They're usually very good conversations. And at the very least, many of them, by the end, we'll kind of have that moment of like, yeah, mine's faith. I don't really have any basis to judge anybody else uh, uh, for not having faith or or um, to feel like my views are superior. So that's something that I would uh, that is something I would I would check out. All right, on to the next.
1: Hello, Mr. Atheist. My name is Willynn Rodriguez, and my question is: If you could meet, um like, you know, if you could meet up with someone like Christopher Hitchens or Stephen Hawking or any, you know, other popular atheists and have a sit-down with them, what would you discuss with them? You know, and, and, and to what length would you want the discussion to go? Like, how long? An hour, two hours, or a whole or a whole friggin' day? Either way, thank you very much.
0: Oh, I'm probably going to give a disappointing answer on this one. Um, I, because I came from a cult that is so keen on hero worship... I avoid hero worship at all costs. There are a great many people I would love to have those conversations. I noticed you mentioned dead people in your example, so apparently it's living or dead. Um, there are lots of other atheists I'd want to meet, but to tell you the truth, I'm probably more eager to meet my friends in person like, like Shannon Q and Paula Gia and, and Drew from uh, Genetically Modified Skeptic. Uh, God is Gray as a Christian, so I can't exactly exactly list her as uh, uh, one of the atheists I'd want to meet, but I'm probably more keen on on, on meeting with the people, and I will one day in person meet uh, many of these people. Um, uh, Telltale would be high up on there. Telltale and I are becoming the best of buddies. Uh, then I would be eager to sit down and, and talk with people from the past. That said, if I have like a truth serum as well and they have to tell me everything, um, I'd kind of like to meet with some really historical people and hear what their reasonings were for their non-belief prior to uh, such expansive scientific understanding. Now one of those figures would be somebody like Albert Einstein, who many people uh, uh, think he was a pantheist, might have been, uh, or perhaps even a deist. but. We're going to, I'm going to go with something like close enough to atheism Uh, speaking, but not technically atheist. Speaking of atheists, uh, I, or or deists rather, I'd also be interested to hear from Thomas Jefferson, but I'd also have some questions about, you know, the whole racism stuff, Uh, the whole slave thing. And, uh, but I'd, I'd love to hear from some of the earlier minds uh, about where their uh, skepticism and where their denial of the existence of God would come from, but like I said, if, if, if I had the button, I guess if I could record it, I'd probably keep the idea of content in mind. Uh, I know a lot of people, including myself, would love to hear what Hitchens thought, thinks of someone like Donald Trump. That would be a fun, fun conversation to have, too, but um, yeah. What a, I, I'm sorry for such a disappointing answer. I just want to meet my friends.
1: Hey Jimmy, um, uh, pardon me if you already answered this question before yeah. on air, but uh, I'm in a relationship that uh, where I'm the one with a um, very uh, high libido and my partner has a very low libido and I didn't know this at first. Um, we've been together for two years, but
0: I was wondering if you had any advice for, for my situation. Uh, thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah not to be crass but masturbate a lot Uh, that's uh, uh, that's the honest I mean there's a lot of things to it so first of all as far as like I understand when you've already invested a lot in it I'm not going to give the recommendation of saying like well that's just not going to work so the two of you have to break up Uh, it's a conversation now that I've identified it that I try to have early on but I never ever want to come off as the kind of person who's basically saying like so if you don't fuck me enough this is over. I'll break up with you. and I certainly would not bring that back up later in an argument or if we're going through a, a period of time that um, uh, that that we're not having sex. I would never try and threaten the relationship uh, because of that because it's just I don't know, feel like a scummy, scummy thing to do. Um, as far as uh, what what you should do about it, first of all, I would say have the conversation and make sure they know. Uh, there are some people who do have have lower libidos but that some of that is uh, uh that they have rather specific things that put them in the mood so if they might be able to give you a little hints and nudges but maybe they won't and and so at that point you have to decide can i be okay with this i will tell you for the last uh period of time uh, uh and i know i've said crass things on this that uh, on this show and and others that uh probably seem contradictory to it but Uh, For the last about two years coming up on, I have very much limited what I will do with a person sexually. So I won't say that I've had no sexual uh, interactions in that time, but extremely limited ones Um, as far as how far they go or even. uh, And and a lot of that has been for myself because I have obviously such a high libido. uh, As we've talked about on here before, I am a person who, if I'm dating somebody who can match me, unfortunately it'll cut into productivity and so the whole reason why I decided to not quite go sell a bit and I definitely didn't stop uh, taking care of myself um, I wanted to make sure that I could that I could I could take an amount of time and be okay without that uh, without that in my life and so uh, communication is key I'd say talk it out um, I'm kind of like I feel like I'm eyeing the finish line where I'm also like hmm I don't know Maybe sometime soon, a more serious relationship or at least a physical relationship would be pretty nice, Uh, but uh, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. There's lots of stuff. I go through these phases where I'm just like, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've really been with somebody that way. Um, Did try a long distance relationship not too long ago. Really really great person that I tried it with. It just doesn't work because of the long distance. long-distance thing. If, if, if that was if that part was solved, uh, and this was a multi-country long-distance thing, if that part was solved, would definitely give it the old college try. But yeah, there's just um, too much of it that's, that's difficult for me. Uh, I do think that it is legitimate to not, if you have to have a conversation about it, obviously you don't want to do so full of malice or hate or anything like that, but I do actually think that it is legitimate to have a conversation with a person on the differences between your, uh, uh how much sex you want to be happen- having or how much that's important to you, how much it makes you feel validated or safe in the relationship or whatever else, and if things just aren't going to work out, that it is okay for the two of you to come to the conclusion, or more than two of you to come to the conclusion that uh, uh the relationship isn't going, to long-term work. And I think you can be practical and pragmatic in that way. However, I don't think that, that universally applies to everyone. And I think that for many people, you can just jerk off more. <laughs> you can just I mean, that was my solution. You can masturbate. I don't obviously know what, what, uh, what type of masturbation you would have been doing. But uh, uh, there's, that works for some people and it doesn't for others. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, communication though is going to be Gonna be the number one thing. Also, shout out to Sam in the live chat who apparently found out what libido means on this channel. This is me doing the fighting the good fight, doing the good work.
1: Yo, this is really scary. I'm actually talking to this, but hi, what's up? Which do you prefer? Burger King or Wendy's? This is for science. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye.
0: <laughs> so this reminds me of um I had a friend called Andrew and he would he would always do this silly joke where he'd ask people if they like Wendy's and then they yeah I like Wendy's and then he'd go Wendy's nuts touch your chin and it was really funny to me and uh, and my brother and I will still message it to each other from time to time, hey you like Wendy's uh, the funny thing about my brother there was a, a, a time where he was going through some stuff. That required some medical inf- interventions, and he becomes a chatterbox when he is medicated, in certain ways. I have so many brothers that, like, you have no, you don't really have any idea which one I'm talking about. But um, the uh, uh, he, so Andrew tried my, this friend Andrew tried to message him about Wendy's, and instead of just saying yes or no, he kept replying with these like paragraphs of like you know, if I have to choose, I'd probably rather go to Five Guys, like, if I can go anywhere. But, you know, it's not like the worst thing. And he's just asking over and over, and he's just like, dude, do you like Wendy's? You know, they've got good Frosties, and I like, the, I like to dip the French fries in the Frosties." And it was just this. it's really funny because, like, it's funnier, it's funnier than the actual joke to make the person who's just trying to get that joke through so angry. Like the person who's just going from person to person, like, do you all smell up, dog? <laughs> What's up with you? Anyway, uh, I like Wendy's more than Burger King, but I also haven't had a ton of Burger King in my life. I also have recently cut out fast foods altogether. I don't yet know if there is any anything is visibly uh, uh, noticeable, but I have been dieting. Lately and uh, I'm down I'm down quite a bit. I'm in the double digits. Uh, I just passed another zero So I've passed two zeros like where the last number is zero on my on my weight decline so far Um, Yeah, all right That was that was not me fishing so a bunch of people in the live chat would be like oh my goodness i noticed how skinny and hot you are now. I'm definitely not there yet
1: Hey, Joe. Nice. uh, Glad to talk to you. Quick question. Um, Is morality that's dictated from a book, is that actually morality or would that be considered ethics? And do you know what the difference between them is?
0: Thank you. Yeah, from a book of tradition, it would be morality. Uh, Morality usually comes from. So this is also where, man, I can't stand when people try to force me to talk about philosophy. Uh, Morality is generally more traditional and it's the things that are issued to you and it might have some kind of source. Ethics are more of the oughts and the reasoning, so uh, uh, morality is kind of like passed to you, ethics is more reasoned out. Uh, And so yeah, I I would say that um, biblical, you would call it biblical morality I guess you could have a conversation about biblical ethics, but I feel like the conversation would be whether or not things that are biblical moralities are indeed ethical. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the Y'all lying in the live chat. They, at least one person saying exactly what I was not fishing for.
1: Hi, Jimmy. I was in Utah, and I was talking to my uncle the other night, and he told me that the gays hijacked the term marriage from them because we wanted to steal it from them because
0: um. okay I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that somebody like that uncle was getting closer to you and you had to hang up on that uh, but regarding the stealing because we just wanted to do uh, what was it again we wanted to, oh I, I don't know that we got the reasoning uh, but steal the word marriage from Christians no People who want to be able to get married, those are who fought for marriage. I I wish to marry, but I cannot. At least I cannot marry the person that I love, that I like. And society right now treats married couples differently than they treat everybody else, and they only recognize that a family uh, starts with a marriage. And so that's what people wanted. They wanted societal equality. I'm not much one for I I genuinely hope that one day there is no legal designation of marriage. I'm fine with people having private rituals, private contracts, uh, even a marriage contract as far as like with a lawyer, like there is an actual contract. Prior to the government getting completely out of marriage, and by the way, I still think that there should be things like cohabitation, tax breaks, tax breaks with people you have kids with and things of that nature, Uh, uh, though that that should be limited to discourage people from having friggin' way too many kids. (laughs) After the third one, you pay us. Your kids are destroying the environment after you already started it. Friggin' baby boomers. Anyway, (laughs) I'm kidding, kind of. Um, uh, people who wanted, the people who, no one stole the word either. No one co-opted it. No one's taking it away. No one is saying that people who go get married in churches uh, aren't married. No one's saying Christian marriage isn't marriage. They're just saying that society right now gives you a lot of cultural and legal benefits for this, and that should extend to everyone, not just one religious preference especially here in the United States of America with the first secular constitution of its kind so yeah yeah hi oh the thing I uh, uh, the thing I was going to say is I want the government to get out of marriage but first it needs to be extended to everybody the solution to bigotry can't be pulling that 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 marriage away at first First, we need even the symbolic gesture of everyone gets it before it goes away.
1: Hi, Mr. Atheist. Um, I have a question. So after recently doing a course for a friend of mine who goes to a Christian college, um, the course is on the Book of Romans, I'm just left astounded by all of the content in the book that doesn't make any logical sense. There's so much content that seems pointless and makes God seem like some type of nonsensical dictator that needs everyone to submit to him to feel satisfied. I would just like to hear your thoughts on why you think people choose to go along with this and say that they love a being uh, slash God that calls for people to give up themselves and suppress themselves and uh, let their lives be dictated by a book that portrays a God in such a bad light. Thank you.
0: Uh, I believe that people believe it. I'm not going to say they choose to go along with it because they don't believe belief is a choice. I think we make choices about what kind of information we um, will accept, but even those are often uh, uh, pre, not pre, not quite predetermined, but precursored by uh, what our beliefs are at that time too. So a lot of it's tradition. A lot of it is uh, appeals to exceptionalism which is something that I know I had uh, for myself, and I think that it extends into a lot of people. You feel exceptional because you feel that your relationship with God is unique. Uh, So besides the religion that you believe in, which you tend to believe is the one that is totally correct or the most correct, you think that starting with that is your baseline and then your relationship on top of that that you also know God better than anybody else, which is why you can take virtually any two people of even the same religion, put them in a room together, uh, and as long as there isn't a power dynamic where they have to worry about being murdered or something for uh, saying that they disagree with the other person, uh, you, will find, you will find things they disagree on. Um, a lot of it is bananas and nonsensical. So religion has done this masterful thing of trying to make sure that they get to you with the explanations of this before anybody else. And they will often use tactics of trying to get you to focus on, on something else. So for example, I don't know if you've ever, uh, how many of you have ever tried to have the Jonah talk with people. People can't live inside a a, a water animal. And if you say whale, Jonah couldn't have lived in a whale. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say it wasn't a whale, it was a fish. This is not the problem. Living inside an animal, an aquatic animal of any kind, whether it was a fish or a whale, is not the problem. And these are the kinds of things they have learned to focus on to have, they feel they've won if they can contradict you. They feel they want, they've won if they can uh, uh, point out something you said wrong. Because if you can't even get uh, the difference between a whale and a fish right, how would you know the difference between a world with God and no God? It's just, uh, uh, it is conditioning, It is uh, to some for some people, to some degree, it is brainwashing, and it is getting to young minds before anybody else. That's uh, that's the number one thing that does it. Remember that most people die the same religions of their parents. We're actually seeing a couple new generations of people who seem to be breaking that mold more than ever. But that has been true for literally hundreds to thousands of years that almost everyone dies the same religion their parents was or something nearby and adjacent. Uh, Also, sometimes they'll break for their... whatever they happen to live locally, whatever religion is in the area.
1: Hey Mr. Atheist, Um, my name is May. I wanted to call and ask about like advice on situation I'm going through. I recently came out to my parents and my mom takes every chance to pull up into argument, blaming it as an identity crisis. And I, the only reason why I'm stuck at stuck living with her still is I'm going through college and I can't afford living on my own. So if if you have time for my call, I appreciate it. Um, if not, thank you anyways. Have a good day.
0: So unfortunately, this is a common thing, too. You're just going through an an identity crisis. Um, That can be true and totally unrelated. Uh, I also have gone through a couple of identity crises in my life and acted out in weird ways. It had nothing to do with my sexual orientation, nor did I temporarily think I was attracted to a a gender that I wasn't. Um, Yes, as we go through our lives and our identity is tried to be uh, pushed out of us and forced out of us, certainly many of us, including myself, when that identity tries to say like, no, I'm here and ignoring me has been festering and you better address this now before I metastasize or, I don't know, become a tumor or something, uh, as as those things happen, Yeah, it does often trigger an identity crisis. It doesn't make our identities less valid, uh, and it doesn't mean that uh, we are wrong about our sexual orientations or our gender orientations. Uh, We might still be figuring it out too. It might be the only conclusion we've discovered. This is definitely where I started was, okay. it's time for me to, to accept that I'm not straight. What am I? We'll figure that out, but I'm not straight and ultimately I landed on pansexual, Uh, and it's it's an unfortunate way to use phrases that are commonly associated with things that people go through that they can then be used to dismiss. If your mother truly believed you were just going through an identity crisis and knew what the words meant, identity crisis, I imagine being a mother, because I understand most mothers love their children and, and w- would want to see them as healthy as possible, uh, she would be trying to help you get therapy counseling, the kinds of things you need to work your way through and find your identity and not try to dismiss it under the guise of it's an identity crisis. You're going through a phase, you'll get over it. You'll get through it. Um, if it's possible and you don't think it would trigger getting thrown out or, or the financial support cut off the uh, same thing as, as the earlier caller, have some mediation, have somebody there to be the in-between person, somebody they respect and and can explain the things to them. Because remember, it's there are very few parents in this world who actually respect their kids' opinions. If they don't understand what their kids are talking about, they assume their kids are wrong. Uh, and especially when you're talking about things like this. So you have to get a third party in there because unfortunately, your parents might love you, but for the most part, they don't respect you. Like, and I, I mean that generally, that's not like a, a dig at you. Uh, our, our parents do not consider us equals, even decades of life later. So uh, it's an unfortunate reality, I think. Uh, mediation, if you can. Um, and, uh, and yeah, see, see if you can get somebody in there. Otherwise, find a community of people whether it's at your college, through Meetup, however you do it, find a community of people who validate you and, and you can be yourself around uh, so that you can get through the amount of time you need to with their with uh, your mother's financial support. Yeah, okay, let's see here. We've got, we got some time. Let's try and, uh, I'm gonna pop through some of these shorter ones now. Um, Rather than I've been playing the longer ones uh, so far. Hi,
1: this is Sid. Uh, right now, it's really divisive in America. How can we help move away from us versus them and like repair the divisions and not be team versus team?
0: That's a really hard question, and I don't want to disappoint you again. But I'm not positive we can, nor am I positive I would. Uh, as far as us versus them, when them is terrible, I'm I'm here to be on on a side. When them is white supremacy, when them is sexism, when them is transphobia, when them is racism, I'm here to be us. Uh, so that's hard to say. I will say that there are a number of people who are just waiting to meet, and this will sound like, well, fuck them anyway, but I was this way too. They are just meeting, ra- waiting to meet a person with an identity they don't understand that they like. Uh, I didn't understand the non-binary thing at all, and I made no attempt to understand it, and I was edge lordy as fuck and just making jokes and all that kind of stuff. And then I fell in love with a person who was non-binary. Didn't even find out they were non-binary till toward the end of the relationship. Uh, and then after that, I started making friends who were non-binary, started actually listening and hearing uh, um, hearing their their sides of things. part of why I was able to identify and not be seduced by, the racism that most Mormons don't even realize is present is because, growing up, I did have friends that weren't white, uh, and and I that stuff never sat well with me. Now I didn't I didn't avoid it completely, and there were things I did participate in, and I did believe, for example, that they were all descendants of Cain and that their skin was a reflection of that curse. Um, I also believed as a Mormon that there will be no black people in heaven. Not that black people won't get to heaven, but that they'll be white if they do, uh, which is based in Mormon doctrine. Um, So that's a hard question. Uh, We do need to have conversations, and we do need to be able to talk with people with whom we disagree. However, if you are trans, I don't expect you to break bread with a violent transphobe, uh, with somebody who is not only going to undermine your, your identity but also be hostile to it. Uh, to those people who are trans who can have conversations with people who aren't necessarily violent but don't believe, I think that's great. But I don't expect that of anybody because it's already hard enough to be where where you are. It's already difficult enough to have gone through life hating yourself to then try and bring other people in <laughs> to, to not hating you when, when I, for so many people this is the case, hating hating who not who you are, but hating yourself as in, obviously you have the dysphoria, but you also have the, I wish I wasn't this way. Feeling like this isn't normal. I, I got an email just yesterday of, from a trans person who referred to, instead of using the word cis, used the word normal. And I'm cis, so I don't feel like I should be cis blaming to this trans person why that's so offensive. But that is fucked up. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and so I, I, as far as the us versus them goes, sometimes I'm down to be us, especially when them is real, real bad. Uh, but I also want to bring some of them to us, if not all of them. And so I think there are ways and there are times and there are things that are appropriate to uh to try and facilitate and have those conversations um yeah yeah someone is saying in the live chat that they can't see me is this uh is this isolated to that individual or are none of you seeing me obviously if you're listening on the podcast now in the future um obviously if you're listening on the podcast you can't see me but we're talking about the people who watch live this uh on youtube but it already looks like there are people who can see me so we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep moving along here couple Hi, more short I know
1: you have religious family members I have a very religious stepbrother and was wondering if you have any tips for working with them at family gatherings I'm getting married next year and would hate to see him but my family needs him there Thank you so much have a great day
0: All right here's the one where I'm gonna get I'm gonna get fiery and I'm sorry if this solution doesn't work for you. You do not have to have anybody at your wedding that you don't want there. And I genuinely think the best thing you could do, do it earlier so they can get over it in the meantime and make their idle threats that they'll most likely go back on, is say, I do not want that person there. And I don't owe you an explanation or even a justification. I don't want them there. I still have to have this conversation with my parents who still more one than the other. Still try to make me have interactions with a person who abused me, and with a person who, even as adults, kind of like the parents don't see you as equals. He doesn't see anybody as his equal. <laughs> this this person that they that they keep trying to. And so, just for for shits and giggles, seems like uh, uh I it seems like one of my parents will when something comes up, some complication or some problem or whatever else will bring up, oh, let's just bring so-and-so into the mix, Um, knowing I have said. And so it's getting better, but I've had to say, stop trying to force my abuser into my life. Period. Stop. Uh, And I genuinely think that is the best solution. Once again, if you can do it with mediation, bring in a therapist, bring in somebody they respect to say, If you want to give an explanation, by the way, too, you can. If you want to say, these are the reasons I don't want them there, you can. But you don't actually owe anybody that explanation. And if there is someone you don't want at your wedding, nobody, nobody is entitled to be at your wedding except for you and the person you are marrying. And I think you should, uh, I, I personally think you should set the line in the sand. Let me. My phone is going off a lot right now. Usually it's just a little bit infrequently. On the off chance you all are hearing the vibrations, I'm gonna turn it on to night mode. Let's do a couple more here and then we'll switch over to uh, the Super Chat. So uh, remember, uh, Super Chats, the last half hour of the show, is me answering the questions that come in. So if you have another question you wanna get in, uh, throw it in on Super Chat. We read out all the Super Chats on air. We I read out all the Super Chats on air, uh, unless they say something ridiculous or offensive. Then I just take your money and laugh at you. That's how I roll.
1: Jimmy. Super huge fan. I just wanted to ask you, do you watch Secular Talk or David Pakman or The Majority Report or Jimmy Dore? Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Um, so Secular Talk, I watch an episode or two each month. I don't watch a ton of Secular Talk. I'd say I watch an episode or two of David Pakman a week. Uh, there's also tons of episodes of everybody. Uh, uh, I like both of them, Kyle and David. I don't really watch Sam Seater, I don't really watch whoever the Jimmy other person was. Um, I'm not saying there's a reason why, uh, I'm not saying there's a reason why like I don't watch those others. I can't actually think of, I may have watched them in the past. I really, really try to limit the amount of content I watch that is similar to my content. And now that I'm doing my own political show, uh, over on Jimmy Snow, What Do You Know? Now that I'm doing more cur- current event stuff, um, I, I'm trying to not... I don't want to steal somebody else's points or steal somebody else's show. Especially because if you put enough time between me and the point, I might forget who made the point. <laughs> so uh, that's a big part of it too. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't want to steal somebody else's. So when I do, like for example, this last week, I did an episode on... What was it on? Uh, oh, Bill Maher who has lost me (laughs) uh, uh, as a fan Uh, and why um, it was specifically in reaction because I saw Kyle Kalinske had done an episode about that exact thing but his reasons were actually different than mine so I thought it would be interesting to to share mine Uh, but uh, otherwise I I try to avoid only because I am a content creator I try to avoid content similar to my own but there are some exceptions to the rule and like I said um, uh, sometimes honestly the the reason why the the number one reason I end up consuming those shows is they end up showing up in my autoplay the, as I if I put on YouTube as background stuff, uh, they'll end up showing up on. again, could be great shows. I'm not that is not a dig in any way. I like Kyle. I like David. I don't know who these other two are. Uh, I try to, as far as political news, I try to consume as much as I can through reading as much as possible because I find that, the sensationalism that you see in a lot of, uh, not not YouTubers necessarily, but like traditional news media and such, uh, uh, is severely reduced and usually contained to more information. Though, sometimes they become more blog style, and that kind of annoys me too. All right, let's check out this one.
1: Um, hey, Jimmy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry for this tiring, but this is kind of like a ridiculous question, it's not anything deep, but are you a fan of Game Grumps? And if you are, who's your favorite? My favorite's Aaron. Goodbye. Love you.
0: (laughs) People are going to be so mad at me. I do not watch the Game Grumps. Uh, I have seen compilation clips of things that they've done, and I know them to be able to be very funny. I know that Danny is a very talented musician. Um, I will say that what I don't love is that it seems like Game Grumps and a few other channels kind of led the way for like... Whenever you go into multiplayer games now with open mics, there's always somebody trying to emulate these people. And I also have a roommate who now like when they... when He and I, our our, our relationship uh, from years back developed mostly over playing video games, so I know he didn't use to act this way. He's a huge Game Grumps fan, and now when he's playing games with Steph, It's a lot of very big reactions, loud laughter, loud, oh my god, wow, what the fuck, fuck you, kind of stuff, and it just seems like that people are emulating that, and so I will say that there is a specific thing about Game Grumps and channels like theirs that kind of annoy me, but uh, I don't otherwise consume the channel much, and to tell you the truth, if I start streaming game stuff, I'm probably going to do the same things that keep eyes on the, uh, eyes on the on the screen so that's my thoughts on Game Grumps let's do this one now
1: hello would you ever like to get a snake or such reptile
0: I've had ai had a snake I had a ball python in the past and yeah I love snakes love them hey so I
1: was thinking what do you think about um, religion called the way
0: I think it's called um yeah so it's a great night I have never heard of a religion called the way so for those who might not have been able to understand because I was having a hard enough time too and I don't know how well it comes through to you um, I uh, um, I've never heard of the way maybe I have but I oh wait a second are you trying to get me to say the phrase I do not know the way is that what's happening is this a meme if it's not send me an email with the information but I do not know do it. Hello,
1: my name is Keaton, I'm a trans-Christian, and I'm very excited that you endorse freedom of thought within religion and questioning of ancient texts that really shouldn't dictate our lives anymore. So thank you, Jimmy.
0: That's really kind. Uh, I don't—yeah. I don't know how one would be a Christian without thinking that ancient texts should at least dictate a little of our lives, but uh, I'm, I'm glad—I I, I love the diversity in the audience. I genuinely do. Uh, that's something that I have been very keen on for some time now. Uh, let's move over to the super chat questions, and we will uh, we will we will finish out with with those. Um, but yeah, a lot of good questions, a lot of good answers. I uh, I kind of had another idea for the live show today. I'm going to wait and do it for on another day. But if you have a question you'd like to ask, now is the time to throw in those super chats and we will address them all. If we just have a short list, we'll just do a short number of them. Usually try to uh, actually fill the uh, remaining half hour, but I'll tell you what, I don't usually eat dinner till after these streams and uh, I'm always, I'm always fine going and getting an early dinner, especially, especially dieting. (sighs) Everything's just waiting for the next meal. Catherine Knight Diaz, in honor of Jimmy Snow, what do you do, What do you know? Maybe change the subtitle to maybe this week on JSN, Jimmy Snow Network, to incorporate both channels. Oh, she is uh, referring to my opening banner. Yeah, I should have put something on it. Uh, uh, Jimmy Snow Media or something. Yeah, um, to I I'll probably just switch it to what? What's Jimmy done this week? Um, but that's a good enough point. C. Thomas, Gulf City Peasant, Permanently Existing Nonchalant Intelligent Sapience, or P-I-N-E-S, because hashtag mature. I'm pretty sure you're talking about aliens of some kind, but whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, Ichicus says, I don't know what to type, so beep boop. Well, hello to you, too. Beep boop back at ya. Emily Mercier. Emily Mercier. Mercier. First live, you help deal with religious family. You know what? This has helped me deal with my own religious family. That's, that's the honest truth, too. Alyssa White, libido guy could also talk to his partner about opening the relationship to stay with the partner but get his sexual needs met, just saying. So, that is true, that for some people that works. And so, if that seems like something that could be a reasonable um, situation, certainly something to consider. I will tell you that my sexual relationship with a person often is very much wrapped up with my romantic relationship with them, uh, and it is often my uh, a reflection of affection and things of that nature. But additionally, I know from in the past of how, I'll just put it this way, in the past, I have been unable, unable to see or consider how much a person was treating me poorly, to the point of even abuse, because I was so happy with our sex life. Because of that, I know that I also tend to not just fall in love with... uh, One of the things I fall in love with is, is definitely the sexual relationship, as well as other aspects. So... I can understand for some people that they might not feel they could work that out. I think that if I tried to, if I was in the same situation and I proposed something of that nature, knowing what I know about myself now, it would almost feel kind of like just pushing off a breakup because I would fully expect if I opened up the relationship and started having a new sexual partner for the intensity of my feelings for that sexual partner to grow to a point that would probably make my current partner feel less loved. Possibly because that might be what happened. So if that works for you, sure. If polyamory works for you, sure. If your partner is okay with that, sure. Uh, but if not, maybe consider some of the, the other responses. The Think Jinx calls for unity, piss me off, love your response. I So they don't make me mad. And I also love the idea of can't everybody get along. But I can't say that I sometimes I'm really down for an us versus them. The problem is that us versus them is often used. It's often a forced thing. Uh, It is often a a uh, it's a tactic used by cults, for example. And certainly Mormons did this as I grew up. There is lots of attitudes of. If you aren't with us, you are against us. If you are not one of us, you are a bad person, that kind of thing. But these are around basically identity labels and religious affiliations, not specific beliefs, not specific views that like, if you are X, you suck. (laughs) Like, like racism. If you are racist, you suck. And I'm an us and you're a them and I don't have any interest in removing that versus. Cam Z, I'm still a teenager and my mother has always treated me like her intellectual equal, even while acknowledging she has more experience than I do. Also, I too learned what libido meant on this channel. Cam, I hope that is true. Uh, I hope that your mother uh, perceives you in that way. I can't say I'm not skeptical, but it wasn't a universal rule that is always for sure, but it is most often the case. Uh, that parents do not see their children as intellectual equals and you'll see that most represented in the nature of they will always and I'm talking about when you reach adulthood too not just as a teenager that they believe their role in your life is always to advise you on your problems but not the other way around they would uh, dismiss or even feel condescended to that you would have the audacity to suggest that you could solve their problems. I'm not saying they won't take any input whatsoever, but uh, it, is, it is not something that they think, it is not an equal playing field. Silver029, random, I just had a baby and spent a lots of time, a lot of time on mom forums. I spent two months thinking there were a lot of pregnant trans men on there before I realized FTM was used as an acronym for first time mom. I could see how that would be extremely confusing and I think they should change it because FTM and MTF are already like, that's already a thing. It's already, I I think it was, yeah, they should change that. That's a bad, uh, that's a bad acronym for them to use. Tiffany says from Mississippi, thank you for the hard work and dedication of keeping us informed and thinking about important issues. Thank you for listening to me because... I'm glad someone will. <laughs> Sarah Overbay, I just wanted to say I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too, Sarah. Nurse Jess from Tennessee, thank you, Jimmy, for addressing all the topics you do. I love your content. You are amazing. Keep up the amazing work. I, I, the compliments, I never know what to do with compliments, especially because I have this over, like, this overwhelming knowledge of how disappointed you would all be if you met me in real life. This is all I do. I'm here every day for hours at a time. I'm trying to start taking Saturdays off, which has meant, uh, uh, as I've been trying to work toward that, I'm still doing the total same number of total hours per week. But now, like in those hours, there's more to do per hour. So it's it's a little more frantic. But I think the uh, eventuality of taking Saturday completely off. It won't be this week, but uh, the eventuality of taking Saturdays off will be helpful. Nurse Jess from, oh, that I just said, but Nurse Jess, you get your name said three times now. The Crazed Canadian, would you ever host a Mr. Rogers-type show? I would love to host a Mr. Rogers-type show. In general, I would love to host a show that teaches things like, he taught a lot of sympathy and empathy, but I'd like to teach skepticism as well. In fun ways. Emily Mercier, I'm shocked you actually got my last name right. Well, I've heard the name Mercer before, so I figured it's just a little syllable ad. Dylan Fuller, I know you don't believe, but would you go ghost hunting for fun? Shane Majej is a non-believer, but is hilarious on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Please watch them. Um, I've gone, I went ghost hunting when I was a believer. Uh, Would I do it now? Maybe. Would I do anything that's not just working at my studio? Maybe. It would not probably be at the top of my list of things to do, though. Unless it was gonna get a billion views. Mm. <laughs> Sam Mallory, love your content, have a nice night. You have a nice night too, Sam. Uh, and I think I'm about to read the last one, so last chance everybody, last call for super chats and questions answered. Tory Broadway, I just wanna say hi. Hello Tory Broadway, how are you today? Um, The week coming up, Monday through Friday, Uh, uh, we will have, I think there will be something new to each day. There's a little bit of a tricky period in there because I have a little bit more medical stuff to see to this week, but, uh, uh, there's the, so there's the possibility of, of a little bit of duplication, a little bit of overlap. Uh, but it should be probably daily. So over on Jimmy Snow, what do you know? Make sure that you are following, make sure you're subscribed multiple short episodes per day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Sunday I should be back with Kyle and we'll be talking about, I don't know what we'll be talking about. We usually decide an hour or two before the show, or at least before we schedule the show. Um, and otherwise I will, uh, see you all a bunch. Keep a lookout. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to this week get the next major NIFB episode out, but there's work to do and it's been taking a lot of time with all of the other stuff that I do here. Um let's see, we do have two more before, three more before we go. Cam Z, don't blame me for being skeptical. Not going to have enough characters to explain, but my mom is a really awesome parent. Also forgot to mention, just got my first job and I'm hoping to be able to finally become a patron soon. Well, that's very nice. And I really, really appreciate the support. I wasn't trying to say your mom isn't an awesome parent. There are lots of parents that are amazing. Uh, and, and I'm not even saying that parents should see their children as they're intellectual or emotional equals or problem-solving equals uh, at all times or at all ages. Um, uh, But there is a certain point where it becomes you have something that they don't understand and they don't feel any problem dismissing you because you are their child. Uh, But not all parents are that way and there's different levels of it and things of that nature. But I'm sure your mom is amazing. I'm sure you're amazing. And again, I very, very much appreciate the support uh severed head says i don't get to see you live due to my work schedule thank you for being so kind stewie voice attila the bun hello attila the bun here uh willem stout says what do you think of joe biden's racist gaff today about poor kids being as smart as white kids i understand he probably meant wealthy kids but come on um i haven't seen it on the surface uh, of of just what you've summarized so far. I mean, I'll look into it. Um, I know there is a disparity in schools that get more resources tend out tend to turn out children with higher scores, and so there is actually a valid point in there. Uh, but if he if he said it being as that poor kids are as smart as white kids, that does sound pretty racist. If he meant to say, I, I hope he meant to say wealthy kids. Hopefully it is just a gaffe because there's like a I I want Warren to be clear. I'm with Warren. I know that there are people who disagree with me on that. I would enthusiastically vote for virtually all the Democrats. I'm also kind of in this position of like, I really hope it was just a gaffe and a mistake because there's like a what, 75 percent chance Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee, probably at least a 50 percent chance he's going to be the next president. So, um, and that's just a recognition of reality, not what I want to happen. On the lib issue, how would you sug from the other side? How would you sug from the other side? I don't know what that means. Is that, is S-U-G... Sell or attempt to sell a product under the guise of conducting market market research. I see. Um, are, so I guess are you just asking how would I try and bring the other side in? I am fine with talking with people I disagree with. I'm even fine with talking with bigots and trying to change bigots' minds. I'm not going to defend their bigotry or, or anything of that nature, but uh, I, and I'm not going to stand with them uh, when they are being shitty, but, uh, I'm fine with having it. There are friends and then there are friends. I'm fine with having a certain type of friendship, even with people who are bigoted. Um, and in the hopes that I can change their mind one day, uh, let's see here. Oh, maybe suggest. Okay. So it was, how would you, suggest from the other side. Which I think I still answered that question. It's still I'm I'm not super duper clear. Um yeah, I'm not positive. <laughs> Yokai in theories. Hey Jimmy, love the channel. Tell and tell Kyle hi. I will tell Kyle hi. Hannah Cassell, though if you come to the live show Sunday, you can tell Kyle hi yourself. Hannah Cassell, keep doing amazing work. I love your channel. Thank you very much. Derpy Derp says hey have a question do you think that religion could be used for good like maybe to comfort i currently go to a church out of my will and i hate it but it's good for my parents as they grew up with a bad childhood can't elaborate more yeah not really Uh i'm not saying that religion isn't used for good Uh, i don't think it's necessary for it i think religion sometimes is uh, used for it but i don't think delusion based responses are good responses so people who like get comfort from something that isn't going to happen like an afterlife or get comfort from, they don't really need to grieve or mourn a death because they'll see them again. I actually don't see those as positives. Um, so not really do I, it's kind of hard because from the context of the question, can it be used for good? Yes, and it has been. Not necessarily more for good than more for bad, but individual actions people have taken that benefit society and are, are things that I think are both ethical and moral, um, uh, uh, happen with a motivation of religion and that that's i think just again identifying reality is it necessary no i don't think so i don't think i don't think we have to have that um will the transition be smooth if if we do change over to a non-religious based almost in majority society or, or uh unanimous society no not at all In fact, there's going to be a lot of growing pains and a lot of stress. I don't see why society as a whole wouldn't have the same kind of identity crisis I had as an individual when I lost my faith. That's going to be a fact of of what seems to happen. Um, I I think that your parents now probably, they might still need it now, but I think moreover, they have it now. And so the hardest part is uh, uh, transferring to something else. Uh, Kai Rain, now that it's the end, your graphic is wrong. Because it says modern day atheism? I don't necessarily get it. Subscribe below. Oh, once again, I have the wrong graphic on the screen behind me. That's for Jimmy Snow, what do you know? Oh, I don't care, I don't care. That's fine, I can plug whatever I want on whatever show I want. It was on purpose, everybody. Burning Shadows, am a mom, want to have equality with my son as an adult. I hope you do. And and that's that's amazing. And I hope that I hope that there comes a moment where you feel you can learn from him because to me it's just it's a matter of uh uh I, again I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying it's universally the truth and I'm not saying that you burning shadows won't be able to. Um I'm just saying it is so often the case that just look at even how generationally it happens. It's not even people's, just people's kids. It's literally right now, the presidents are being picked by the older generations, which is still bananas. You know, the older generations plus racism, because you have things like in the 2000 election, uh, uh, for every one white vote that was thrown out because it was ill, uh, Ill- I can't say that word apparently, because they couldn't read the, the words on it or it looked a little bit squiggly or there wasn't a perfect match to last name, maybe an initial was used. For every one white person's vote that was thrown out for that, it was something like seven black people's votes were thrown out, which means, um, I mean, not to rehash this, but people say like, well, yeah, Al Gore won the election or won the popular vote, but not the, uh, the electoral college. Actually, he did win the Electoral College. They just threw away the votes. That's right. I am here to tell you it's a conspiracy and you should all be fucking pissed. And no one seems to care. Um, Regarding the uh, um, equality, anyway, uh, generationally you see it, too. Generation saying the next generation behind even if the next generation behind is innovating new technologies new ways of living new ways of interacting, and is just changing everything It's all the nope you need to completely lay down and just consider Just consider the wisdom of the generations before it's actually really funny uh, uh, Bill Maher who I mentioned this week has lost me as a fan. This wasn't one of the things I listed off, but he complains about ageism all the time and people saying things like Biden or Bernie or so-and-so are too old, which I agree that shouldn't be the merit upon which we dismiss somebody. However, there are realities about aging, and if we see that those things are present, uh, uh, they would need to at least be identified and and people should be able to be reassured if they're noticing it and people are just saying, just look at how Reagan looked at the end of everything else. Anyway, uh, uh, he always complains about ageism and then literally says, he, he said something like, and listen, I know I complain about ageism, but you know, Pete Buttigieg is only 38 and that is a little too young. Well, you didn't explain why that's not ageism. It's like when a person says like, you know, I'm not racist, but, and then they say something racist as though at 38. What possible way could a a, 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 a Harvard, what is he, a Harvard Rhodes Scholar, ex veteran like, has a more impressive resume than many of the people running twice his age, how could he have any wisdom? As though he would also shut off the world and be like, good, now everybody in my administration will be younger than me. And I'm only millennials only. That's the only input we're getting. Do you have any thoughts about the Baha'i religion? Uh, none at all. I'm not very familiar with it. I've actually heard the term before, and my brain is making some uh, uh loose associations, but I don't want to speak poorly. Um, but I also don't know the way. Do you know the way? Nicole Pseudo handing, handling in law Trump supporters advice. <sighs> Divorce? No, I'm kidding. I uh, uh, ask more questions or avoid politics altogether because this is this is that thing with family uh, that you don't have the ability to avoid them as much, and you want to be. I uh, people want to generally be liked by their family and things of that nature. So um, don't let them condescend to you again on the "We're older than you. You'll see when you're our age." I'm your. I'm my age right now, and I can see how you guys. Fucked the planet up. So I don't need to wait. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. Try and just stay away from politics. But definitely don't let them, like, don't stay away from politics as in they get to have their little digs and you just go, high road, don't take the high road. Fuck that. Trump supporters are supporting a person who has been openly racist, transphobic, sexist, uh, uh, homophobic. The the guy doesn't have any good qualities. So don't let those Don't let people, (sighs) you don't have to deal with people being assholes. That's it. That's all I got. All right. This was great. Seeing you all was great. Talking to you all was great. Listening to your voicemails was great. Occasionally checking in on the live chat. That was great. Thanks you all. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you for those of you who listen in podcast form over on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, by the way, I keep mentioning the, the whole, like, allegedly Stitcher exists. And every time I get emails from people being like, I have Stitcher and it's amazing. <laughs> they're, they're like kind of like sticking up for Stitcher. Yeah, good, 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 good. Stick up for them. I'm just a big old bully. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. This has been fun. Tremendous fun indeed. I will see you all next time. And uh, I don't know, Insert insert clever sign-off catchphrase here. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, that's not what I meant to do. Ugh. You know what's funny? The thing I was going to put up here, it has last week's sideshow on it. Let's just let's just post the intro again. That's what I'm going to do. Bye, everyone. It says starting soon, but it is not. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm hungry. Going to have a turkey hey. sandwich. Come as you are
1: unapologetically. You wasted on hatred, but I'ma let it be No matter what you got to offer, your company